Awake, ye saints of God, awake. Call on the Lord in mighty prayer that he will science bondage break and bring to naught the tempter's snare and bring to naught the tempter's snare. Good evening. It's Pi Day, and this is my view from the rim. That was Awake Ye Saints of God Awake, uh, written by um, my second favorite composer, Eliza R. Snow. My first favorite composer uh, is W.W. W. Phelps when it comes to hymns. Um, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I apologize for not having done a whole lot of podcasts uh, recently. I already did that over on the lib. I'll do so here. Um, I've been very busy um, doing quite a bit of research for my homework. Uh, also, a lot of personal things going on around the house. Uh, but I apologize for that. Um, in the meantime, so many interesting things have been happening that I really don't know where to begin. Um well, yes, I do know where to begin. So, of course, uh, we have the uh, uh, the Wuhan uh, coronavirus or COVID-19 uh, that has been declared a world pandemic and a national emergency by the President of the United States here. Travel is being uh, restricted from... Um, other countries from Europe and from Asia. Asia has been cut off for a while. Uh, Europe and uh, as well as uh, Britain and and Ireland just recently. Um, This pandemic is growing and, and while it seems like there's a lot of media uh, hype about it. It almost uh, it coincides with a political issue with with the president and such, and so you you almost don't know what to believe. But here's here's what I do know. Um, the the uh, the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, whom millions around the world consider a prophet, as I am one of them. Um, I think last week, perhaps it was the week before, um, declared that General Conference, which happens twice a year, in April and in October, that General Conference coming up in April would not be open to the public. Um, Just for a point of reference for those who are not uh, members of the church, uh, people come to General Conference from all over the world to come and uh, sit in the conference center or one of the adjacent facilities to come and listen to the prophet and other leaders speak. So not so this year, Um, many partially due to the travel restrictions, but also because um, just because it's a good judgment not to have groups gathering like that. 
And so, um, like I said, it's either last week or the week before. I don't recall which, and it really doesn't matter. Um, they decided to, to uh, a general conference will only be limited to the general authorities and their spouses, the choir, whichever choir is on each session, um, the production people uh, that will be doing running the broadcast. And that's it. Um, that'll be all. And so, um, and to watch it now, you will have to uh, um, have your media, uh, whether it's uh, television, if you happen to live in Utah, Arizona, or uh, Idaho, or if you have uh, Dish Network or DirecTV and you have BYU TV or have BYU TV on your cable, um, you can watch it there. And if you don't, you can either stream BYU TV on your smart TV or watch it on your computer through uh, either uh, churchofjesuschrist.org or or the uh, uh, various uh, uh, YouTube channels uh, where it's available. We are blessed, indeed, with technology so that um, the prophet of the Lord and his associates can stand at a pulpit in Salt Lake City and can reach millions, billions if they so desire to tune in um, instantaneously. Regardless of whether there is a pandemic or not. Wherever people may be, they can watch it. A miracle, if you believe in such. I do, by the way. That was the beginning. Now, the prophet of the Lord, uh, President Nelson, has made some significant changes. Uh, he and his uh, brethren in the First Presidency in the Quorum of the Twelve have announced several changes over the last uh, two years. Um, one of them very striking about a year and a half ago, which has a direct impact on where we are now, was that they announced that they were uh, cutting down our, our Sunday block from three hours to two hours. And that they wanted to emphasize that uh, instead of relying on coming to church to receive your gospel instruction, that they wanted to focus on instruction being family-centered and church-supported. I've mentioned this before in my blogs, over on my uh, View from the Rim blog, but it's, uh, it's important to understand how key this is because of what happened next after the uh, issue with General Conference. Um, they started to close temples where, in areas where there was a great impact uh, with the, uh, the virus, obviously in Hong Kong and uh, Taiwan, uh, South Korea, Japan, uh, and then it spread uh, Seattle and Vancouver, Rome, Italy, etc. Um, then they announced that there would not be any 
uh, large gatherings of saints like conferences. Besides the general conference that they discourage leadership conferences and stake conferences, uh, particularly in areas where uh, where the virus was uh, running amok. That's not their words, that's mine. But that's essentially what they said. But then this past week, um, they announced that they would be temporarily suspending um, weekly uh, meetings of the church throughout the world where we would not go on on Sundays to attend and partake of the sacrament um, and to have our instruction uh, as normal. Nor would there be any activities in the buildings. All at once, a year and a half after the announced change regarding the instruction, now becomes clear, at least in part, why. We need to be in the habit of going to church simply to exchange our learning that we learned through our study with others who have also studied Um, The program, or the style of teaching, is called Come, Follow Me, and here's how it's supposed to work. Instead of just the normal teaching where you have somebody teach and and people uh, either listen or not and participate or not, um, the teacher under Come, Follow Me is supposed to be more of a facilitator where they get people to participate more directly. Uh, and to find out what people have learned, to find out it, to direct what they've been um, learning and talking about in their homes, that they may they might edify others spiritually. That isn't always how it works, of course. It's hard to break the old habits, but that's the goal. That, of course, requires people to actually study at home. The prophet also warned back then, a year and a half ago, that we would need to have our own testimonies of the gospel of Jesus Christ, of the priesthood and priesthood keys, that we could not rely on someone else's testimony. As we all hunker down now in our bunkers, hoping we have enough toilet paper, um... All at once, those words have real meaning. When we've been pushed time and time again to be prepared for emergencies, to have sufficient supplies of food and water and paper goods and toiletries besides them, 
all at once that hits home and you don't have to panic and go buy a roll of toilet paper at the gas station for two dollars because they're the only place left in town that has a roll of toilet paper following the counsel of the Lord as given through his prophet is wise counsel indeed now I want to address something just briefly uh, people that know me know that I'm not a kook and for people that are not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who may take the opportunity to listen to the podcast you know that I'm not uh, one of these crazy guys standing out on the street um saying the end is near. Although, who knows, maybe the Lord will tell me to do that. But you know me. So let me ask you this. If God is the same yesterday, today, and and forever, and God yesterday had prophets on the earth, Why would he not have a prophet on the earth today? See, because that's one of the big hang-ups, right? Is is why would the Lord speak to a young man why would the Lord speak to an old man today? First, let me tell you that he does. And that he did speak to a young man, Joseph Smith, 200 years ago. And that we can all have that experience of hearing the Lord's voice. It will unlikely be some grand display like Joseph Smith had. But none of us are called to be the prophet of the restoration like he was. But if we are seeking him, if we are seeking answers to questions, he will answer them. The question is, can you hear him? We can hear in so many different ways. It can be in dreams. It can be in visions. It can be answers to prayers, direct answers or indirect answers. It could be while we're reading and studying our scriptures where something stands out. And let me give you an example. The prophet Joseph Smith, when he before he had gone to the grove, he talks about the verse in James chapter 1, verse 5, 
where it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. He talks about that scripture and says that never has any scripture come to the heart of man or touched the heart of man like that one did his at that time. He heard the Lord's voice through that scripture in the book of James. And felt commanded to do as James directed. I had been participating in rehearsals for a a program that I hope will still go on, but uh, the timetables are obviously messed up now with church having uh, been canceled for the foreseeable future. Um, But we were singing rehearsing songs related to the restoration of the gospel and the prophet Joseph Smith. So let me first tell you, I have a testimony and have had a testimony of the prophet Joseph Smith, of his seeing the Father and the Son. I have a testimony of that, that you could put me in front of a firing squad, and I would not deny it. However, as we were rehearsing, it really did come to me again how true that is. It's not really any surprise because, let me tell you, probably the the primary way that I hear the Lord is through song. Passages will just leap out at me. Suddenly a light descended, brighter far than noonday sun, and a shining glorious pillar O'er him fell, around him shone, when appeared two heavenly beings, God the Father and the Son. It's so simple, but you have to want to believe to be able to get a confirmation of it. I can't beat it into your head, and I'm not going to try. I will tell you that President Nelson holds those keys and all keys that have been received since today, and I am so grateful that we have a prophet of the Lord on the earth to give us direction, to guide us, and to direct us in all things. We just have to listen to him. And you know what? That's always been the hard part, isn't it? 
you know, we always have the words of God in front of us. The commandments are not exactly secret, are they? They're not hidden. There's, they're not vague. They're pretty much right out there. As we follow the commandments, as we live God's law, we will find happiness in our lives. God's laws are not a prison for us. They are a barrier against evil. They help us to be happy. So, one verse of number 19 in the uh, Church of Jesus Christ hymnal, We Thank Thee, O God, for a Prophet. This song is written by William Fowler. We thank Thee, O God, for a prophet to who guide us in these latter days. We thank Thee for sending the gospel to lighten our minds with its rays. We thank Thee for every blessing bestowed by Thy bounteous hand. We feel it a pleasure to serve Thee and love to obey Thy command. This is my view from the rim. Have a blessed Sabbath tomorrow. And a good night tonight.